0: Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 125, Ricky Mistake Revisited. My name is Pete and joining me tonight is Matt, no, he's not here again, and Tom.
1: I, I feel like I'm uh, always giving the excuses for Matt, he's out of town tonight on a work trip and so, uh, staying with family, staying with family, not not staying at a hotel or anything like that. And so it's just me and Pete.
0: We're not three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, load your safety harness for many until the ride is coming to complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. You've, you really are kind of becoming Matt's uh, excuse uh, excuse booklet, I guess. Does he, like, text these to you so you have something to say or make his presence known?
1: He started he started paying me under the table a little bit to, uh, to give him some excuses and you know, I have not listened to the original Rookie Mistakes episode today. Was Matt on that one?
0: No, of course I, not.
1: <laughs> so I think that I was guess, during
0: his. I think that was during his hundred episode hiatus.
1: So if we, if we're revisiting Rookie Mistakes, we we need to do it accurately.
0: Fair enough. Uh, before we get into the Rookie Mistakes, and and there's a lot of these. And I, you know, I didn't. We're uh, calling this Rookie Mistake Revisited. I didn't go back and listen to the episode. So I, I don't really remember. I mean, this that was 100 episodes ago almost.
1: So let, I, there is a couple of things I want to hit on. One, the news. But before we we talk about some of the news I have, Pete and I, as I tweeted about it, I've been trying to be a little more active on Twitter with you guys. And I tweeted that, hey, we're, we're going to be revisiting the Rookie Mistakes episode. Because what we do remember is that it was really well received. We had quite a few downloads on it, a lot of comments about it. And we were, our idea was let's pull the old outline up, see how many of these still ring true and then add or change or revise what needs, what needs to be changed. And what we realized is when we used to do those episodes, we like would just, we would delete the outlines, I guess. And so we've, we've created a new outline with, with rookie mistakes that probably were on the old episode, but now will also hopefully be updated. I feel like we're. I feel like we've done a good job capturing some new things that definitely weren't on the original episode because things have changed at Disney world.
0: Yeah. There's uh there's, there's, there's a lot different and there's a lot on here that, uh, that we'll get to, but yeah, let's, let's talk about some of the news first. It's all reopening related. I think um, Disney Springs, and we are recording this a little bit earlier than we, than we typically would because we've got a holiday weekend coming up and I think we've both got plans. So the first really big piece of news is that uh supposedly the theme parks, the Orlando theme parks, are going to be presenting their plans for reopening to the Orange County Economic Recovery Task Force soon. Now, Universal is supposed to go first uh, on Thursday the 21st. Disney is supposed to follow by the end of the week, beginning of next week, something like that. So... And, and in these economic pl- recovery plans or whatever you want to call them, they are, they, they are required to divulge a, uh, a date for reopening. And one interesting thing that I will say, you know, we've, we've seen the news that Disney's canceling all reservations through June 1st. I actually have a friend who I was just texting with a couple minutes ago, and he's, he just texted me a picture of his Polynesian reservation. It's a DVC reservation for May 29th through the 31st. And it has not been canceled yet. Don't know what that means.
1: I will be, okay, I, I, I guess I have to, I've been very bullish on this show that June 1st, June 1st, June 1st. I'm starting to back off that claim. I just don't think it, I don't think there's time for Disney to open the park in the last 11 days. Today is Wednesday, May 20th. Disney Springs open today. And I've already seen pictures getting out of people walking around with their mask off, buying a drink but not putting the straw in it. Because you can – the rules that I've heard are you can – if you're sitting at a table eating, you can take your mask off. If you have something to drink, you can take your mask off to take a sip. But people are just using that to keep their mask off. And then in the wildest bit of news I saw, someone brought a portable grill, open flame grill, and grilled hot dogs for their like 10 kids they had with them. And the only pictures I've seen are it looks like Disney security trying to make her out her grill – Cause it was an open flame and then like these 10 kids eating hot dogs. So everything, there are no rules. It seems like (laughs) (laughs) it's a
0: wild, wild west.
1: It's the wild, wild west. I don't know why, uh, uh, you know, if you don't want to eat the food in the restaurant, I totally understand that pack a pack a cooler that you can, you know, carry around or, or something with pre-made sandwiches in it. You don't have to open up and grill hot dogs.
0: So so you do see again people people at Disney Springs it was crowded today. Uh some of the some of the restaurants had decent wait times to get in. I think the majority of the quick service restaurants were were pretty uh were pretty wide open but uh I know like Blaze Pizza got pretty crowded there for a while. Cast members are all wearing masks. Guests are required to wear masks although like Tom said I I did see a lot of pictures of people with their masks hanging around their necks and you know, this is, this is really my, I don't know if you'd call it a fear, but what I think is going to happen when, once Disney World opens too. I mean, people may be required to wear masks going into the parks, you know, to go through temperature screening, which, which we'll talk about at Disney Springs in a minute. And they may be required to have it on then, but there's realistically, they, they can't police this. So you, you do need to, uh, you know, take whatever precautions you feel are necessary as far as wearing masks and sanitizing hands, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Disney Springs or Disney is requiring for those of you who are going to Disney Springs, there is a, a temperature screening. If, if you or anyone in your party has a temperature of, I think it's over 100.3 degrees, you, uh, you are required to, you can go sit in a cool down tent and then you can get your temperature retaken. Uh, but if it if you, if you it is over 100.3 degrees a second time, you are prevented from entering Disney Springs at this point. Still no bag checks at Disney Springs. I mean, that's never been a thing, but there is a temperature screening now.
1: And to add on to that, I mean, there are massive stickers on the ground to try and explain what social distancing looks like, both um, beside you and in front or behind you. And I mean, I'm with Pete. I I think Disney Springs is a small sample of what you're going to see in the parks. I mean, it was not overly crowded today in Disney Springs as you could imagine. And I don't know how they police it. You know, I good thing I'm not in charge because I don't know how I would police it. You know, I've almost thought, would it be easier for Disney to say, Hey, we're not going to have any requirements for masks. If you enter the park, do it, do so at your own risk and have people sign waivers. And, and And, if you,
0: and that's what we've seen on, you know, on the websites. And and I just saw that the, uh, when you open the my disney experience app now there's actually a pop up that says uh, basically you enter at your own risk and we don't we don't take responsibility for you know anything that that may happen to you so i think that you know they are leaning in that direction but again a company like disney can't just say oh well it sucks if you get if you get this disease right how, how how bad does that look if all of a sudden there's thousands of cases of this this thing coming out of uh, coming out of the park so
1: uh, no, that's a fair point that's that's a totally fair point
0: but you're right I the Disney Springs was not overly crowded today but look it's a Wednesday the parks are closed It was a lot more crowded than I think I expected it to be and I think that this is going to be a sample of the demand for the parks once they reopen I think there's going to be a lot of demand for the parks once they once they officially announce an opening date. You know, I I think if it's at reduced capacity or or, or whatever, what have you, the you're you're going to see that capacity get hit really quickly.
1: I tend to agree with you.
0: So yeah, I'm still holding out hope for June, but uh, I'm I'm same boat. I'm I'm becoming less and less optimistic. I don't I don't see a way it can happen at this point. But if it does, listen, I'm, I'm ready will, to get on a plane and
1: go. I will be there, no problemo. If it's open mid June. I have no issue with that, but that's just—I'm a young, young guy. No, no health concerns uh, to my knowledge. I'd be totally comfortable. Get, get—I wouldn't get on a plane because I don't have to. But if I had to get on a plane, I'd do that too. All right. Any other news? I think that's—I think that's it. I mean, the only other item uh, that that we haven't hit on. Josh Tomorrow was promoted.
0: Yeah, he was—he was the head of uh, the Walt Disney World Resort for what a whole like two months. And now he's now he's the uh, the head of parks and experiences, Go, I mean, which is a which is a good thing, right? Because I feel like as compared to Chapek, Josh kind of has a and I, and I think this attitude is prevalent amongst most fans. Josh genuinely kind of cares about people, whereas Chapek saw dollars. And and look, I'm not I'm not saying that that Josh Tamar is any different, but at least the his his perceived attitude. Is that he actually cares a little bit more than Chapek did.
1: I think that is uh, definitely a good way to put it. And this is exciting news for the park goers. I think this is a welcome change for us. But other than that, I don't think I have any more any, any other news to share.
0: I do want to plug our Patreon, patreon.com slash We are, I think we should have three Patreon episodes for May out at this point. We're we're still we're still trying to get to an additional four episodes a month for our Patreon subscribers, and then you know once the parks do open back up and we do get down there, we'll look at providing some more content from the uh, from the parks. I know Tom's excited to give you a behind the scenes look at uh, at his Disney trips.
1: Absolutely, no, I, I think any content we can provide that is value to our Patreons, we're trying to do. You know we've heard the requests from the Patreons we have that more episodes is it, for right now is great. And so we have uh, ramped it up from two to three, and, and hopefully f- soon four episodes additionally per month. Um, you would do have access to all our Patreon episodes. So even if you were to join today, tomorrow, next month, you'll have everything from the beginning of the Patreon uh, to now. And uh, in in the Patreon, we are a little more PG thirteen, maybe R rated. Uh, we we uh, it's more of an adult podcast. I think is what I would say. We do we talk more about adults doing Disney and some of the some of our trips and some of our favorite stories. So it's a fun, lighthearted uh, podcast where we where we probably don't appeal quite to the masses like we hope this episode does every week, but more of the uh, 18 and up or 21 and up crowd.
0: All right. Well, with that, let's pause for just a second to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers.
2: So your family is coming to Orlando and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers. A Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today.
0: All right, let's talk about some rookie mistakes. How many rookie mistakes have you made?
1: I've made a lot of rookie mistakes. I made. A, I mean, the, the first one I'm going to mention is something that I was doing for a while, and it was just because I guess I didn't like change. And and it's not mobile ordering. There have been countless times where Pete and I have been at Disney. He mobile orders. We walk up to the restaurant. And he's like, hey, what do you want? Just throw it on here and, and Venmo me or, or you get the next one. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me, I'm just going to stand in line and think about what I want. And Pete's almost done with his meal by the time I get it and sit down at the table. This is not utilizing mobile ordering is, um, it's a mistake. It's a mistake.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. If, if we go back to, uh, counting every minute as dollars that you're in the parks, I mean, why would you want to wait in line any more than you have to? You're already waiting in line enough. So if, if you have the opportunity to mobile order, definitely do it. Uh, the, the milk stand in uh, Galaxy's Edge takes mobile ordering as well, so that's a uh, that's a that's a definite win in my book. But you can do this. I mean, you can do this. I think every quick service location now has mobile ordering.
1: If not, everyone almost all of them do. And there there is a you go you go into the the My Disney Experience app and just go to order food, and you can see all the all the selections that are near you and what you should do. I mean, Satuli Canteen is one of them. Satuli Canteen's is actually one I don't mobile order at, and I'll tell you why. Because I do, I I do some changes on the combination plate, and I don't know if you can do it on mobile ordering. But other than that, yeah, for the most part, you just uh, you, you skip the line and you save a ton of time. I mean, I I can tell you, I was over at uh, Deluxe Burger with uh, with with Pete, with my wife, uh, with my mom too, and there was a line wrapped around the building out the door. And we did mobile ordering, walked into the side door, said we're here, sat down, and boom, got got our meal and. And enjoyed it. So that's a that's a good rookie mistake to kick it off with, because you see it every single day at Disney parks.
0: Yes, sir. All right, moving on. This is something near and dear to my heart: wearing the wrong shoes. And and this is uh, this can mean a couple different things. One, don't buy a new pair of shoes and and take it down to Disney World. You're gonna walk. If you're with me, you're gonna walk eight to ten miles a day. Most people, I don't think, get that high up, but it's a really bad time to find out that your uh, your new shoes rub you on your heel and get a blister. Because then you're miserable for the rest of your trip. Same with wearing the wrong shoes. I've gone to the park wearing like flip flops before. I've gone to the park wearing loafers that I probably shouldn't have. A, a good com- regardless of how hot it is, a good comfortable pair of tennis shoes is kind of the way to go here.
1: Yeah. So I think along the same lines of that, I, I never I never take new shoes. But I actually will take a few different pairs of shoes that I like. So I have like some running shoes, some walking, you know, some shoes that I'll just walk around in and I try to mix it up. I was going to say
0: running shoes, really? Well, I have (laughs) running shoes. I bet they get a lot of use.
1: I don't, I'm not a huge fan of running, but my wife is. So she, I have running shoes. But I would say that that's also important. If you have a few pairs that you really like, feel, you know, mix it up because what, what may happen is, you know, your first day it pours at Disney World and, and your shoes are soaked. And then they don't have time to dry out before the next morning. The last thing you want to do is put on wet shoes and go take on the park again. So having that second pair of backup shoes is is, is imperative. And along the line, lines of like feet and shoes and, and comfort, make sure I always bring an extra pair of socks into the park. If it's really hot, I actually like changing socks in the middle of the day. Uh, but make sure you have comfortable socks as well. And then the last thing, if you are prone to blisters, you know, we could hit this on another point, but I want to share it now, pack that kind of stuff that, that you may need, uh, to, to manage blisters or, or anything that could happen to your feet, because it, it is the single most important part of having a successful Disney trip is having your feet in good shape. Yes, sir. Going to the next one, not making advanced dining reservations. And I know all of you that have listened to this podcast, you're pros. You've, you've, you've done Disney, you know what to do, but there are a ton of people that think I'm just going to get to Disney and walk in to whatever restaurant you, you may think. And unfortunately the way Disney world operates, little different than Disneyland, you have to make ADRs 180 days out for certain restaurants and you're still not guaranteed to get them. And so you're not going to walk up to an Ohana for a family of four on a Wednesday night and get a table. It just doesn't happen. You can, you
0: can certainly try. And you can certainly try to go bribe the uh, the hostess, but uh, I tell you from personal experience, it doesn't work. But so, but yeah, a- absolutely, you're you're right. You, you you do need to do this, and uh, there there are some tools that uh, you can use. What's the what's the website? Touring plans does have a reservation finder that that can help you get these uh, reservations. Definitely encourage to do it 180 days out.
1: So next on the list, not making This is, again, on the prep side. Not making the right Fast Passes. And what we mean by that is it probably wouldn't be the best idea to make Fast Passes for Winnie the Pooh, Goofy's Barnstormer, and...
0: Carousel of Progress.
1: And Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor as your three (laughs) Fast Passes walking into Magic Kingdom. I don't even know if Barn... Yeah, Barnstormer does have a Fast Pass line, doesn't it?
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it does. It does.
1: These attractions, typically, even in the peak peak, you won't see more than a 40-minute wait for these guys. And, I, again, Pete and I have talked about this. We have friends who have gone to Disney, and they're like, man, I only could ride three rides, and I had to wait in lines all day. Well, they probably did something wrong. Because, one, you're not flipping fast passes, but, two, you should be able, especially at Magic Kingdom, if you have a top four, top five attractions, you should be able to ride three of them. I can see a scenario where you couldn't do seven dwarfs and it was an impossible fast pass to get. That's that's likely. But if you want to ride Space, Splash, Big Thunder, Seven Dwarfs, and or Jungle Cruise, you should be able to get three of those five throughout an entire day in the park.
0: And and we'll get to that in a minute, you know, as far as entry and all that good stuff. But but yeah, I mean, know what the uh know what the popular attractions are and, and plan your day around that. You, it's 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 significantly easier to get to uh, to get something, you know, just throughout the course of the day for a, for a not so popular attraction. So you definitely want to uh, you definitely want to reserve those those three for the most popular ones, and make them as early as possible too.
1: Absolutely, if you can get them the first three hours of the park open, go for it.
0: All right, next one. Disney Disney has a very dynamic pricing structure. When when it's busy, stuff's more expensive. So if you're traveling at the same time that everyone else is, you know, if you have kids and you're traveling in the summertime, you're going to pay more. And that goes for tickets. That goes for hotels. Restaurants haven't gotten there yet, but I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that that's coming. So you know, just have an understanding of that. Know when you're going. Know that looking at different times of the uh, of the year of the month. Even can can have a huge impact on on what you're paying.
1: Yeah, I think understanding the, those popular times to travel at Disney that that does not always mean it has to be a holiday. However, you know, holiday weekends especially are not a time to to go to Disney. That's a rookie mistake. People think, oh, we have you know Memorial Day weekend, Labor Day weekend, Fourth of July weekend coming up. Let let's use this three day weekend to our advantage. Well, yeah, that's a great idea that a lot of people have, and. And not only are you going to have a less uh, or, or a uh, more difficult time navigating the parks, you're you're going to probably run into a more expensive trip. So don't don't think that hey tickets are this price on Memorial Day weekend. Even if we were to go some random weekend later, you know next month, they'll be the same price. They won't always be. Disney has dynamic pricing both for their hotels and for their and for their park tickets. And so take your time and play around with that kind of stuff because you will be able to find some some savings there as well
0: you know going along with that don't don't wait until you get to Orlando to buy tickets I and mean, you can always walk up to the uh, walked up to the gate and buy tickets from Disney chances are you're not go- you're gonna pay more because there are ticket discounters out there you know you can save not much money but you can save a little bit of money.
1: You know, and this is not. Maybe one one day this was a possibility to do at Disney World under the old FastPass system. You could walk up and say, "Hey, day of, I I want to go in here today," or "Hey, I did end up getting this day off work. Let me let me run into Disney and we'll do do a day there." But with all the preparation that goes into Disney trips now, which I agree can be a little overwhelming, it, it's just not feasible to think you can walk up day of buy tickets at the gate, and have a good day in the park. If you've been to the park a thousand times and you have no expectations for any attractions, this is totally fine. But if you are wanting to make a special day and really get your money's worth, I would probably look and explore buying tickets ahead of time at bare minimum the 60-day window, but really the 180-day window if where, where it's possible.
0: And going along with that, make sure you buy the right ticket type right if 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 you uh, if you're going for 4 days buy 4 days in advance don't buy four one day tickets you know think about think about your trip are you going to need park hopper it's a lot cheaper to buy park hopper in advance than it is to add it at guest services i've had to do it before because if you're on day 2 of a of a 4 day ticket you have to go back and add it for all 4 days so think about it when you're buying tickets Think about, hey, am I gonna am I gonna move from park to park? Do I need this or not?
1: Yeah, I think along the same lines, and just make sure make sure we really hit this one. Don't assume as a rookie that I need park hopper. I don't need park hopper. Do the research. We have done trips without park hopper at all and been totally fine. Now we, but we planned for it, and so we we kind of had the expectations that hey, the day in Hollywood Studios that that at that point was a half day park. If we if we're sick of Hollywood Studios and want to do something else, here's a backup plan where we can leave the park and do this. Have that kind of stuff in the back of your mind. If you're going to go in with or without park, if you have park hopper, then you don't so much have to worry about it. Like where Pete has run into, he's in Animal Kingdom in the morning and they're so crowded he can't get any more fast passes. So he, you know, he park hops over to Magic Kingdom and has a better day. Um, so yeah, that's that's one uh, that's certainly important. And as we're talking about some of the prep you know it's it can be a rookie mistake to stay at the wrong off-site property. I think it's important for for everyone to know that it is a, there is a feasible way to stay at off-site properties. You do save money doing that and there actually are opportunities now to get the same benefits you would get staying in a Disney resort hotel, but you have to do the right hotel. So I'll give you a, an example, a good classic mix-up. Some people think I'm at a good neighbor hotel I'm going to get fast fast benefits. You're not. You need to be to be safe a Disney Springs area hotel, and you're gonna have no issue with FastPass benefits.
0: And we we almost made this mistake. And luckily, we realized it. You know we we couldn't uh, couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. And I realized, oh crap, this is not a Disney Springs area hotel. This is a Disney Good Neighbor hotel. And look, if you're in if you're in Central Florida everybody's going to have some kind of connection to Disney, right? They're going to have brochures in the lobby. They're going to have whatever. But you, you do need to make sure if you want those Disney benefits that you're staying at the right hotel, uh, and that is a Disney Springs area hotel. Otherwise, you're not going to get those, uh, get those benefits.
1: So another one that, that I think is pretty common, and I'd probably be lying if I said I haven't done this a time or two, not checking park hours. And so this is important both just to understand when is the park going to open, are there any me- extra magic hours, um, what time do I need to get there if rope drops at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m., 8 a.m., etc. But it's also really important when there are hard-ticketed events, because the last thing you want to do is spend a ton of money to be down at Disney, and they start kicking you out of the park at 6 yeah, o'clock. at 7 eight, o'clock or 6 o'clock, When you exactly. thought you could stay until 11 well, and Tom,
0: didn't didn't you guys get to Animal Kingdom an hour late? Wasn't there extra magic hours and you didn't realize it or something like that?
1: I have I've done that as well, yep. And so it's really easy to do. I mean, you you just need to you just need to really be on top of it. Um I, I was actually it was Animal Kingdom and and it worked out, but but my wife and I we, we got there about we got there about seven thirty, thinking the extra magic hours started at eight and they started at seven. And we ended up waiting an hour for Flight of Passage. And I mean, I have a great wife. She said, hey, we were going to wait and, you know, we, we either would have had to wake up an hour earlier and there's your hour wait, or we we just waited an hour in the park. So it didn't ruin our day at all. But it was, I mean, I felt like an idiot. I mean, I, I felt bad because, I mean, I just shouldn't make that kind of mistake. And that was, I mean, that was fairly recent.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that wasn't too long ago. But yeah, it's and easy it's important to, to do. know that. Yeah, it's really easy to do. But yeah, know, know those hours. And then also, you know, plan your arrival time according to what you reasonably expect to get done. If if you want to go and ride the new attraction, you're going to have to get there first thing in the morning if you don't have a fast pass for it. You know, unless unless you want to wait three hours. And Flight of Passage is a really good example of that. If you're not there first thing in the morning, you know, you're going to wait an hour and a half, two hours to to ride that. Tom, the last time we went, we we still waited what thirty five minutes, and we were there first thing in the morning. So no guarantee, but 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 the line was at one hundred and seventy minutes the rest of the uh, the rest of the day.
1: I can give you a good quick example on that when when we went on that trip, where we were roughly an hour later when we should have been at the park. the The line was over by the Harambe Market near near Festival Lion King, and the cast member there were people jumping out of line there. And he kept saying, this is the shortest it's going to be all day. If you, The attraction's fantastic. If you want to ride it, do not jump out of line. Well, guess what? It didn't get below 180 minutes the rest of the day. And we waited an hour. So th- this is really important. And piggybacking on that, if you're going to take the time to get into the parks first thing in the morning, please make sure you go to the right attraction.
0: Yeah, and, and there is a there is a right attraction, right? Don't Don't go... To Magic Kingdom and walk over and get on Carousel of Project Progress first thing in the morning. Don't go ride the Tomorrowland Transit Authority.
1: Let let me let me explain this a little bit. To start, it's your trip, so we're not trying to tell you you know don't do the attractions you want to do. But if you have a desire to ride some of the you know understand what what wait times are longer and and attack those rides. If you were to ride Carousel Progress first thing in the morning, you you've essentially you're not gonna to get to ride anything else since it's such a long attraction. Plus, there's never gonna be a wait for it. But if you wanna if you wanna do a seven dwarfs and that's something you don't have a fast pass for it, run just go straight there. If you wanna do, you know, Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Big Thunder, there's a lot. I could go down the whole list. Just pick pick a good attraction that you're gonna get a lot of bang for your buck as far as we're gonna save ourselves an hour of wait time.
0: And and yeah, to go along with that, you, you you've gotta know you know what? What is a good wait time for an attraction? What is a long wait time for an attraction? What attractions have the longest wait times typically? You know you can you can do this uh, you can do this through the My Disney Experience app pretty quickly. You know just pull it up a couple times a day before your trip, and you can look and you can pretty easily determine. Hey, these are the most popular attractions. These are the ones that have the longest waits. If I see a short wait, this is where we need to go. You know, if, if you see a 20 minute wait for a test track, know that that is a, that is a, that's a short line. It's not going to get that short for the rest of the day. So that's where you need to go. Uh, you, you really do need to have, have some kind of understanding of that because otherwise you're not going to know where to go.
1: Yep. I, th- I think that's a, a really good point. And on top of that, understanding the height requirements, don't uh, rush over to mission space first thing in the morning and then realize oh no you know our, our son or daughter is not tall enough to do this attraction and don't, don't be safe- that
0: guy that argues with the cast member that when their kids too short to ride the ride
1: it, it it truly is for safety reasons in in most cases the the ride vehicles are set up for this minimum height requirement and that usually is associated to with kind of an age and maturity level where where would the kid be at and then you know you also need to be really careful when you're booking fast passes if you do have you know children under the height of 48 inches, 46 inches, 40 inches, you know understand what they can and can't ride. so you know the last thing that Disney wants and that we would want is for you to to do a great job planning and you have all these fast passes and then you get there and realize you know you, you do have someone maybe in your party that's not quite tall enough so that's that's a rookie mistake that no it's not fun for anyone because it, it makes it really tough for Disney too. Another one that that I think has probably grown on us, I think it's a rookie mistake to skip Disney Springs or to skip the boardwalk. I think you need to try to plan that into your trip.
0: There's enough here. And I I will say, you know, the the boardwalk I can kind of take or leave. I do like jelly rolls. I guess there's not as much there to do as there is at, at Disney Springs. Disney Springs, I mean, you could spend two days there, three days there. And there's there's enough to do. There's enough restaurants. There's enough things to do that uh, that you could stay busy. So yeah, definitely don't uh, definitely don't skip this. I mean, there's a ton of uh, there's a ton of good restaurants over there. Ton of stuff to do. Well worth a trip over there. At least at least for an afternoon or for an evening.
1: No doubt about it. No doubt. I think another rookie mistake that we probably see is not checking your the refurb schedule. And I I'm guilty of this one too. Walking into a park and not realizing, oh, I couldn't get a fast pass for this because it's closed. Refurbishment.
0: Oh, guess I'm not riding Splash Mountain this trip. Yeah, Done Pete that says before.
1: that because that's that's what we've we've been there and we knew it on one time. With I mean, Pete would always know this, but you know that's if if I'll put it like this: if Splash Mountain is the most important thing to your Disney trip, plan around the refurb. Don't go with the refurb. Don't. It's not worth the money to do a Disney trip and not get to ride, you know, something that's that's your favorite attraction there. Exactly. Speaking of Splash Mountain, actually, I, I kind of want to parlay this one in there. Because things are always lost on Splash Mountain. <laughs> I don't know if any of these things have been lost, but not packing the right stuff for Florida. You know, not bringing the right stuff into the park, whether that's your medicine you need or, you know, uh, if you wear contacts. You know, anything, anything related to your self-care or if, if it may rain, you need to bring a rain jacket, sunglasses, whatever it is. Not packing the right stuff for Florida, not bringing the right stuff into the park
0: well and not checking the weather forecast we we went when we went in january it was cold I, and i i didn't i didn't really plan for that so i had on you know shorts and a t-shirt and uh i mean it was probably in the 40s low 40s so we 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 took the boat over from uh wilderness lodge over to uh to magic kingdom or over to the contemporary i guess and i froze and then getting on splash mountain not, not real fun walking around soaking wet in shorts when it's 40 degrees outside in, uh, in Florida. So, so plan ahead for that. You know, if I had, I had a jacket in the room, I just didn't bring it with me. So, so think about those things. Plan ahead. Because you don't want to waste an hour, hour and a half going back to the room, getting your jacket, and then coming back to the parks.
1: I felt really bad for you when we got to Disney Springs. Because remember, we met you that night. And I watched the temperature. We, we drove down from South Carolina. And I watched the temperature plummet as I got closer to Orlando. It was just weird. I mean, there was a cold front going through Orlando uh, for about 48 hours. And, you know, I had on like a pullover, long pants, and a golf polo. And I was pretty cold walking around Disney Springs that night. And Pete's like, hey, it, it's been about this temperature all day. It really never got above like that 40 or 50 mark. And it reminds me of the December trip and you know it was great weather like like 60s to 70s most our trip but our last day it was you know the the you actually it got it went from 50 to about 40 42 from like 6 a.m to 8 a.m it got colder all day and I had on like two hoodies a jacket long pants I had on I had on sweatpants over my long pants, and I and I thought, okay, once it warms up midday, I'll take all this off. I never did, and so yeah, be careful. That Florida weather is something else; it's crazy.
0: I don't think I cared once we got to Disney Springs. I think we had eaten at be our guest at that point. And
1: you had, yeah. <laughs>
0: I got I got real warm.
1: Well, you know, speaking of uh, eating, the dining plan is something people eat on. And I think a rookie mistake is the misuse of the dining plan, snack credits, and the meals. And and I'll give you an example. This is something you constantly have to update yourself on before a trip. Before our December trip, my wife and I, and we we go to Disney, we were going to Disney every month, but we weren't always on the dining plan. We actually researched the most valuable snacks for the Disney dining plan. Because one, we struggle to use the snacks in general. So we're like, well, we might as well use them on things that we probably would have paid for not thinking about it in the past. So there are like Epcot's a great place to use these snacks up, but don't just use them on a rice crispy treat or a bottle of water. You know, you can go into any Disney quick service and get a cup of ice water for free.
0: And same with the meals. Think about what you're ordering. If you're, if you've, if you're in a quick service dining plan, you know, there are, there are some quick service meals, you know, Tilly Canteen. If you're at animal kingdom, I'd use your quick service meal. at Tilly Canteen. You know, I wouldn't go to restaurant a and get a, a burger. So really think about about that and then also really think about not getting the meal plan cuz it's kind of stupid.
1: Well, you know, and, and along the same lines, Pete, not all quick services are created equal. If you're in Magic Kingdom, Be Our Guest is is the quick service lunch. That's the Correct. best quick service to get. Correct. And you know, I'm trying to think Hollywood Studios not a really not a huge differentiator there. Yeah, but but Tom, what do you what do you always get at Hollywood Studios? Yeah, I'm going back to ABC Commissary,
0: <laughs> and you're getting some chicken tenders with some with some honey mustard.
1: But I, de- depending on where the Ronto Wrap falls, Pete, I don't know if you know off top. That's worth it if that's a snack or a quick service credit. That's I that's a pretty good meal.
0: I think you might be able to get a, uh, a Ronto Wrap meal. I don't know if it's a snack.
1: But yeah, you you get the point. That that's something that while we will probably tell you, and I think I sent a message to someone on Twitter or tweet. I would say the Disney Dining Plan is not worth it if you look at the the straight money, but there I personally still like to do it when I'm staying on Disney property for a week long. So there's uh, pros and cons to it. Just kind of know what you're doing with it. Speaking of staying on Disney property, not allowing enough time for Disney transportation, I can't tell you how many times we've seen this. How many times it's called even me.
0: I, I was going to say you've you've uh, this happened to you a couple times. I mean. You've gotten stuck on the monorail a couple times, right? Which You is can't frustrating. control that. But you can't plan for that. But I mean, even getting up and you think, okay, I'm going to go to Hollywood Studios this morning. I've got 45 minutes before the park opens. That should be plenty of time to get a bus. You get to the bus stop and there's 400 people waiting there. So what do you do? I mean, you, you drive or you call an Uber at that point, right? Because you can't, because you're talking three bus loads of people. And who knows if the buses are going to operate once- Disney World reopens, but but you get my point. Like you've you've got to allow enough time to get from point A to point B, and that goes for dining reservations too. You know, if you're at Animal Kingdom and you've got a BR guest reservation at seven o'clock and it's six thirty, you're not going to make it.
1: Yeah, I I can't. Th- this is a this is not a fun feeling. I, I can uh, tell a story about the bus situation. I was staying at Orleans Riverside. And I forgot I had forgotten that there were four bus stops, so like you didn't always have to go back to the, the the lobby of the hotel. There are other bus stops where you can get picked up. Anyway, our first day there was a Sunday. Flight of passage, uh, flight of passage just opened. My wife's favorite park is Animal Kingdom, and we go to the bus stop. We're, we're there an hour earlier, forty five minutes early, and I've never seen a line longer for a bus. I mean, it, everyone was going to Animal Kingdom. And a cast member came up to me and said, "Hey, just a heads up. You're about four buses away. We have increased the capacity coming here for Animal Kingdom. You are relatively, you're in a closer resort, but you know, so you're looking at about an hour, give or take. You know, thirty minutes to an hour. Well, I'm sitting there thinking, we we've got to get an Animal Kingdom park open. My wife's have time for park. this, Yeah, I'm not a and and I can only I, all I thought was, I'm going to get there anyway." so i just i immediately i don't even wait for an uber there is a taxi sitting in the lobby i gr- i have cash i grab a taxi because at that moment in time you'll do and spend anything to make sure your trip or your day gets off to the right start at least i will and i'm sure it's i'm sure it's worse when you have kids and it's like you you want everything to be perfect and so make sure to allow enough time for transportation and if you do have you know, Pete's talked about dining reservations a lot. If you have a dining reservation, especially at a resort, you know, get there in enough time. I mean, just just don't be – you know, there, there's always something – it's okay to be early. If you're early in the parks, you can you can leisurely make it way to your, your reservation. If you're early for a meal at a resort, you can explore the resort. Yeah, you can so spend
0: time looking around the resort, absolutely.
1: That's uh, – always allow enough time for transportation, especially Disney transportation.
0: And going along with that, you know – if you're at a resort, allow some time to to look around the resort. I think that I think that every one of the deluxe. Now, if you're eating at Pop Century, you probably don't need a whole lot of time to explore Pop Century. But if you're going down to Animal Kingdom Lodge, if you're going over to the Polynesian, the Contemporary, the Floridian, like there's there's a lot to see. There's a lot to do. I mean, you can just walk around those resorts. So so definitely take some uh, definitely take some time to do that. I think it's I think it's definitely worth it to do.
1: So Pete mentioned Polynesian, so I have to – I mean, if you're you're going to get to a resort early and it's Polynesian, don't skip Trader Sam's if you're above 21. Get there a couple hours early. Or if you're
0: under 21. I mean, if it's early enough.
1: Yeah, I think – listen, I think think it's an appropriate atmosphere.
0: Yeah, I think kids will have fun in there.
1: Yeah, I don't think kids would have any idea what actually is being celebrated. I mean, unless when they shout two shots of rum. But I don't know. I didn't know what rum was as a kid. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So yeah, I think I think definitely uh, definitely spend some time there. And hey, if if you're going to talk about Trader Sam's, don't skip the blue milk at uh, Galaxy's Edge either. I know that there's a lot of people that uh, that may not agree with me, but give it a shot, especially with a little bit of rum in there. It's uh, pretty good.
1: Well, while we're on the topic of Galaxy's Edge, Pete, how do you want to word this one? I I think uh, understand how early you have to get to the park to have a chance, just a chance to ride Riser resistance. Cause I don't want to say you get there this time, you're going to get to ride it.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think you really need to get there early at all. Right. You I can't mean, you stroll need-
1: in at 15 minutes after park open.
0: No, you, you definitely need to be there prior to park open. You need to be through, you know, through check-in, you need to be in the park by park open. But as long as you're in the park by park open, it really, it really doesn't matter. Right? It, there's there's no benefit to in the past you could get up, get there at four thirty, be the first one in and be the first one in line. Well, it, virtual line. Now, you know, they don't open they don't open the boarding groups until park open, so there's really no point in getting there early. Now that Mickey's train wreck is open, you you can certainly go, you know, there, you can go to um Slinky Dog, you know, there's stuff that you can go to first thing in the morning. You can go ride Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run first thing in the morning. But there's no need to get to the park super early to ride Rise of the Resistance anymore.
1: You know, another another thing along the attraction, and, and I don't know how this will change post-COVID-19. I have no idea if they'll do away with these lines altogether because it does mix parties. But understanding which attractions have single rider... The reason I'm saying this is because Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run does have single rider. You can get the experience without waiting in a, in a long wait. You know, Expedition Everest has single rider. That's also a really really short single rider line. Rock and Roller Coaster has single rider, uh, and Test Track has single rider. I may have, I think I've named all of them. Flight <laughs> of Passage has single rider capabilities, but I, I don't know why they haven't implemented that yet. But anyway, understanding the attractions that have those because you can save a fast pass if you're cool doing that. You don't have to have an Expedition ever as fast pass if you're okay breaking your party up into a single rider provided that that does return to Disney in some capacity.
0: And I think the last thing that we've got on this list is uh you know, don't don't think that you can see everything that there is at Disney World in one trip unless it's a 15-day trip. You might be able to get everything uh, everything done or or if you're buying a VIP tour you know, at 700 bucks an hour, you might be able to get everything done uh, in a couple days with that. But th- there's a reason that we go as much as we do, right? Because there's there's always something new to do or something new to
1: see. I think that's what makes Disney unique. You know, as many times as Pete and I have been to Disney, I don't think either of us have ever done the putt-putt course. And that's something that's a family favorite every night. I, I don't think uh, abracadabra, we haven't been to that. We've been to... We, we've been to jelly rolls, but we haven't been in a while because we've chosen to do other things. You know, then, then Disney Springs pops up and, and provides this whole nother area of fun. So now you're making decisions because you, you don't have unlimited f- resources and unlimited funds and you don't have unlimited days at Disney. So it's impossible to do everything in one trip. That's why I think it makes for a great uh, vacation that families can take multiple times together. And you know, there's times where we skip a fireworks show if we have to, or or we, d- you get it. I mean, you can't do everything, or, or you're absolutely, you'll, you'll go crazy trying to do it.
0: Realize, r- realize it's a vacation, right? Yes. You, the point is to have a good time.
1: We've done the rope drop extra magic hours to hard ticketed event, extra hours at night. I'm glad I did it, but I don't want to do it again.
0: That's a long time. I mean, that was, that was a 7 a.m. to... 2 a.m. Magic Kingdom Day?
1: It was either 7 a.m. to 2 a.m. or 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. But yep. Straight.
0: That's a long day. And yeah, same same thing. I'm I'm glad that we did it, but I don't uh I don't feel a need to do that again.
1: So that that's our list of rookie mistakes. I we could make I mean these don't even need to be called rookie mistakes. They're just Disney mistakes because we've done them I've done them recently. <laughs> recently, huh? yeah, exactly. And so and there's probably I don't know how many we had, but there's 20 plus or 30 plus more we could add onto this, but it you know, we just try to hit some of the high level ones, the ones that that most people would uh would experience at least once, you know, making this mistake. And hopefully hopefully it helps you on your next Disney trip or if there's something that that you've run into, you being a listener that you think, "Hey, you need to add this or or tweet about it or correct it on the next show." Don't hesitate to email us or, or message us or tweet at us because we will uh we we've had plenty of times when when listeners have corrected us or helped us through something, that, and we'll share it because our goal is to make everyone's trip as uh, as great as possible.
0: Absolutely. All right, anything else to say on that?
1: That is it.
0: All right, let's go to the uh, trivia question secret of the week. What do you got?
1: So secret of the night, we're going to go, I was staying in Hollywood Studios, I think, like we were last week, but we're going to go over to uh, Galaxy's Edge, And so this is kind of the the famous water fountain in Galaxy's Edge. Go to the water fountain at the entrance to the Batuu Marketplace. It's right next to the restrooms for reference. And you may notice a creepy surprise as you take a drink from the water fountain. Hidden in the piping is a slimy one-eyed creature that will pop up and stare back at you. This is some of the cool stuff they have throughout Galaxy's Edge that just makes it that much more immersive. This is one that I actually have never taken a drink from this water fountain, but I have waited outside of the restrooms for other people in my party and seeing this interaction, which is kind of funny. Going to the trivia question of last week, I asked what movie character served as the unofficial mascot of Disney's MGM Studios when the park officially opened in 1989? The hint, of course, was that this character's film debuted about a year before the park opened, and that is Roger Rabbit. So Roger Rabbit was actually going to have an attraction in Disney's MGM Studios, and it it just never ended up happening. Uh, but there are still some Easter eggs, and I maybe will share those in a secret or a trivia question in the future, where you can see some Roger Rabbit still in Disney's Hollywood Studios. So oh, that was, and there, uh,
0: there is a, uh, a Roger Rabbit attraction at Disneyland and at Tokyo
1: Disneyland. So we just we weren't lucky enough to get it down in Orlando. So the trivia question of this week, we're going to go back over to uh, Hollywood Studios. We're going to go to Galaxy's Edge. So if you are fortunate enough to get a booking at Oga's Cantina, you might spot a few unique Easter eggs. The most obvious is the fact that Rex, the symbol is R3X, is now the house DJ. However, where could you find Rex prior to his DJing days at Oga's Cantina? You can tweet us at men do podcast or email us at MenDoWW at gmail with your guesses.
0: And for a uh, for a bonus point, what was his uh, what was his name before he was R
1: three X? Yep, yeah, before he was before he was DJing as Rex or R three X. What was his name uh, in the place that you could find him prior to Ogus Cantina?
0: Well, he was he was both. He was R three X, and then he was also something else.
1: So. That's right. That's right.
0: All right, that's all we've got this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at menduwdw at gmail.com. Please check out our Patreon at WDW. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.